Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today we will be talking about the second song from her debut album, Taylor Swift, Picture to Burn. Good thing we're talking about this today because I need a good revenge song in my life. Uh, You know, it's one of those weeks where like Silver doesn't care for men. So little tidbit there. We'll talk more about that in the individual meaning segment. But let's get some history on Picture to Burn. This is the second song on the album. The album was released on October 24th, 2006, which was when the song was first released as well. However, it became a single on February 3rd, 2008, a year and a half later. It was the fourth single from the album, written by Taylor Swift herself and Liz Rose, produced by Nathan Chapman. There is an accompanying music video. It was released on March 14th, 2008, just over a month after the single date. So like the first song that we talked about last episode, I will be referencing the music video while we break down the lyrics and talk about the song itself. So this song is believed to be about a boy named Jordan Alford whom Taylor went to high school with, although they never solidified their relationship. Jordan actually went on to marry a former friend of Taylor's named Chelsea. I do believe that Chelsea and Taylor's falling out was (laughs) because Chelsea began dating Jordan. But he is who the song is about. And we'll talk more about what Jordan was who Jordan was as experienced by Taylor when we get into the lyrics. Doesn't sound like he was all that nice to Taylor or as she describes it was more in love with himself than he was with her. Silly silly boy. <laughs> Anyways, in the music video, the role of Jordan is played by a football player named Justin Sandy and We have a cameo appearance from none other than Taylor Swift's best friend, Abigail Anderson, of uh, 15 fame. This is a nice little shout out to our dear Abigail. This song, it reminds me a lot of Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. I actually have this memory. It must be a sense memory of watching... Maybe it was MTV news channel. I was at a restaurant. I would have been obviously 16 or 17 years old. And the channel that they had played music videos. So I'm pretty sure it was MTV. Anyways, I remember back to back showings of the music video for Before He Cheats and the music video for Picture to Burn. And they have similar looks and similar vibes. (laughs) So... 
that's just a fun little sense memory. It brings me back, which can be said a lot about Taylor's music, specifically her older music, because obviously we were younger then. That felt a little redundant to say, but it was said. Let's get into it. Verse one, state the obvious. I didn't get my perfect fantasy. I realize you love yourself more than you could ever love me. We already referenced this in Jordan's description. A lot was said uh, about his, quote, cocky nature, unquote. Sounds like he was a teenage boy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> was in love with himself. Taylor was just a girl at the high school. Not that I'm excusing what he did to her at all, but people can get in love with themselves in certain time periods of their life. And that's what it sounds like he was doing. So go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy. Oof, that one hits home. That has mad woman vibes from her folklore album. It's like, I'm not obsessive and crazy until you make me that way. There's a lot to be said about somebody that calls their ex crazy. <laughs> I think it speaks more to the person doing the calling than it does to whom they're calling about. So I always question calling an ex crazy. That's fine. You won't mind if I say. Now that was a lyric change, as most of us know. Uh, I won't read the original lyrics. I don't feel that's necessary or even appropriate. But most of us are familiar with what the original lyric said. And good on Taylor for realizing that. That wasn't a appropriate use of words and descriptions and to change it to something else. And I'm glad that the way that certain terms were used in the 2000s when I was growing up, when Taylor was growing up, have, have been redeemed and acknowledged as mistakes. So the lyric is now, that's fine, you won't mind if I say. And to be honest, I didn't know that the lyric changed as early as it did. I probably only found out about the lyric change within the last few years. But it actually changed in 2007, so a year after the album was released. So good on Taylor for realizing that and making the necessary changes. Let's move on. We get our first chorus. I hate that stupid old pickup track, You Never Let Me Drive. You're a redneck heartbreak who's really bad at lying, so watch me strike a match on all my wasted time. As far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture to burn. <laughs> when the boy in question, Jordan Alford, of whom this song was written about, was asked about this song, he said, quote, I'm not a redneck. She makes me look like a redneck. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this song could have been a couple of boys that I grew up with in my small little country town. <laughs> I think we all know a version of Jordan Alford. In the music video, it starts with Taylor and Abigail in a car, and they are essentially spying on Jordan and the girl that he is now going out with. And then it flashes to her playing her guitar with her band in like an empty warehouse. And there are pyrotechnics happening. Um, there's a lot said um, about the pyrotechnics that Taylor was nervous about shooting with those when they filmed the music video. But it's a cool effect. 
when you watch it. Let's move on to the second verse. There's no time for tears. I'm just sitting here planning my revenge. There's nothing stopping me from going out with all of your best friends. <laughs> Is that like a sneaky little reference to the phrase getting over somebody by dot dot dot? Definitely an edgier feel. Like compare this song to Tim McGraw. Even though the music videos are a couple years apart, the songs were released in the same year. It just goes to show the emotional width of someone Taylor's age, maybe even specifically a teenage girl. Sometimes I think they get an unfair rep about their emotions. Uh, emotions are valid. So if one day you feel like singing Tim McGraw, and the next day you feel like singing Picture to Burn, that's why we have the entire discography library of Taylor Swift, because there's something for everything. And if you come around saying sorry to me, my daddy's going to show you how sorry you'll be. Typical shotgun father metaphor there. This is true country music that we are listening to now, folks. Then we go into the second chorus. Now, in the music video, Taylor's band plays characters that go and ransack Jordan's house in the music video. So Taylor's sitting on a couch singing and they are doing things like <laughs> toilet papering the living room or drinking the mouthwash and spitting it back in the bottle or licking spoons. They're playing darts with a picture of his face. They're writing loser on the mirror in shaving cream. So just causing much damage and general disturbance. And then we flash back and forth to all the pyrotechnics that are happening in the warehouse while she's singing and playing guitar. Another little foreshadowing reference I was thinking about was the last two lines of the chorus, which are, as far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture to burn. That sounds a lot like I forgot that you existed vibes. Like eventually I'll forget you. You'll just be another picture to burn. You'll just be someone I forgot existed. These heightened emotions of picture to burn are necessary and valid, but they're not sustainable. So thankfully we get to a point where we can say, as far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture to burn. I forgot that you existed about past relationships. Because if we stayed in this momentum forever, I think we would be doing all the damage to ourselves at that point. Then we get the bridge. And if you're missing me, you'd better keep it to yourself. Because coming back around here would be bad for your health. Don't get back with your ex is essentially what Taylor is preaching. Have to agree with the lady? Rarely a good idea. There's always exceptions to the rule. Then we get a double chorus to pretty much finish out the song. I think one of my favorite parts of the song is the end of the first double chorus where she leads into the repeat. I really, really hate that. It's just clever songwriting. Taylor is nothing if not clever. She's clever with her lyrics. I know that she has said many times in interviews that she's proud of her lyrics, that her lyrics is where she puts a lot of work. She says when you go to her live concerts that she's always so touched that her fans will take the time to memorize her lyrics. I mean, it's not really that much trouble, but that's a, speaking from an avid fan point of view. 
But I just like the, the way that the music builds and leads back into that repeat chorus. There's just a lot of power behind the I really, really hate that. Because, you know, we've all felt that level of emotion, especially towards somebody that we were romantically interested in that rejected us. So you gotta let it out. And what better way than in a song? Don't ransack somebody's house. Please don't do it. Then we get to the outro. Burn, 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 baby burn. You're just another picture to burn, baby burn. (laughs) Then in the music video, we get kind of We get the character of Jordan coming home and finding his house in disarray. And then he starts being like, Taylor, Taylor. And then it transitions into back into the car where Abigail and Taylor were when they were spying. And it's actually Abigail being like, Taylor, Taylor. And she's waking Taylor up from this daydream. So technically all of this... um, breaking and entering and property damage was all in her mind, which that's good. If you're going to plan out a revenge, keep it in your mind. (laughs) Most of the time you would end up getting in trouble anyways if you enacted it. So when she says the lyric, there's no time for tears. I'm just sitting here planning my revenge. She literally meant that she was sitting there planning it all out in her head, never to take action, (laughs) which is healthy. (laughs) Then the music video ends and she goes, you know what? I'm over it. (laughs) And you know what? I think that's great. I think that that's a full circle. You felt the emotions. You did the things in your mind that you had to do to give yourself closure. Because often you don't get closure from these types of scenarios from the uh, opposing person. You have to receive it from yourself. So you get your personal closure and then you're like, you know what? I'm over it. It's very, as far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture. I forgot that you existed. I'm over it. So well done, Taylor. We love this song. (laughs) There are five versions of this song. There's the album version, the radio edit version, the rock version, the alternative version, and the karaoke version. What fun. Now, individual meaning. Well, (laughs) I mentioned earlier that this is a good week to have this song be the song of the week. I think it's a it's a good one to scream or sing loudly in your car, volume cranked when <laughs> you have someone in your life that has recently hurt you. But like Taylor says, it's all in your mind and then eventually you're over it. So, it's a good in the moment. I'm mad at you. You hurt me. I think you're stupid. These are the things I would like to do, but we'll never do. (laughs) These are the things I'd like to say, but we'll never say. And then eventually you move on. So it was timely for me. Another one that stuck up, stuck out to me. And I apologize if if this ever gets back to him. But this, uh, the line, stupid old pickup truck, you never let me drive. First of all, I think this is a theme because my high school crush I remember wanting to drive his vehicle and he wouldn't let me drive it. He also did not ever (laughs) date me. (laughs) 
I do remember singing this song about him when I was 16 years old. <laughs> I just found that lyric quite relatable. But do um, most high school girls have high school crushes that own vehicles that they want to drive? Is that a common thing? Or was that just like me and Taylor? I doubt it. <laughs> but I just remember hearing this lyric at the time and being like, yeah. Why won't he let me drive? Why did I want to drive it? That's probably the question I should have been asking. Like, I think I had a vehicle at that time. So why did I want to drive his vehicle? I think it maybe it was like a validation thing. Like, if you let me drive your vehicle, it means that you trust me and like me and etc. But I'm not invalidating the emotions that I felt then or that people feel about that now. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a weird thing to um, fix on. And apparently I was not the only one that fixated on it when I was that age. So there you have it. Picture to burn from Taylor Swift. Now it's time for Taylor's news of the week. And fun announcement. I have come up with a title for this segment. Are you ready for it? Drum roll, please. Disclaimer, it's quite cheesy. But here we go. This segment will now be known as this week's version of Taylor. You're welcome. So let's break down this week's version of Taylor. On December 13th, Urban Outfitters released a red Taylor's version merch line. So if you want to check it out, you can find it on their website or in select stores. Also on December 13th, as we know, was Taylor's birthday. Now, I did promise last week that if she did anything on her birthday, I would cover it on this week's version of Taylor, and I am keeping true to my promise. She did make a birthday post, so she had a birthday party on December 13th. It was a joint birthday party with Alana Hyam. Alana turned 30 on December 15th, and her and Taylor combined their birthday parties. So all three Hyam sisters were there, along with other celebrity guests such as Diana Silvers and Gracie Adams. Taylor posted two pictures of the event with the caption, asterisk, don't say it, don't say it, okay, all in capitals, I'm saying it colon, asterisk, all in capitals, I'm feeling 32. And Alana is feeling 30. Don't worry, we tested everyone. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes, comma. I love you all so much. Smiling face with hearts emoji, smiling face with tear emoji, birthday cake emoji. Lots of little cryptic Easter eggs, if you will, with her punctuation choices and capitalization choices. I will never pretend to understand or be the first to figure out her Easter eggs or cryptic messages. I usually need a little bit of help in this area. So if any of you have gained any insight into what it means when she does or doesn't capitalize certain parts of her caption, let me know, leave a comment, and we will discuss it on next week's version of Taylor. Carrying on, on December 16th, 
Kim Kardashian had an interview on the Honestly with Barry Weiss podcast. At the end of her interview, she was asked, what's your favorite Taylor Swift album? To which she replied, quote, I really like a lot of her songs. They're all super cute and catchy. I'd have to look in my phone to get a name, end quote. Little shady. We all know what happened when Kim Kardashian addressed Taylor Swift and the effects that it had on Taylor and her mental health. So this was a shady way to address everything that went down because there was never an apology, just a somewhat condescending statement in which she glosses over the history they have together. So not a fan of this, but we are here to discuss all things Taylor and that did pertain to her, but we won't dwell on it any longer. Also on December 16th, Billboard named Taylor Swift as the biggest pop star of 2021, number one pop star. So congratulations to Taylor. And then the final news of the week was on December 18th, Taylor Swift was nominated by Brit Awards 2022 for International Artist of the Year. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. That concludes our breakdown of Picture to Burn and this week's version of Taylor. Next week, we will break down Teardrops on My Guitar and we have our first guest appearance. It will be Meg Norbert, who cosplays. So make sure you come back to hear all the things that her and I have to discuss about Taylor and specifically Teardrops on My Guitar. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all our platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>